0: Hello, friends.
1: Do you like starting the Robcast with a laugh?
0: Uh, I can't hit the record button without laughing. I don't know why. It's the absurdity of it, and the joy, and the, like, we have these two microphones, and we're in in the kitchen at the table, and we're going to say some things, and somehow it's what we're here to do. It's all just in one moment. It's all just there. All of the wonder, and absurdity, and satisfaction, and... It's another Robcast, but you're, I mean, should it even be called the Robcast? Because when you join me, then we're like, we're together in it. So it's, it's, you know, Bob and Kitty, it's whatever it is.
1: Right. Are there podcasts that have like sub podcasts or like branch out podcasts? Right. this, This is actually the Bob and Kitty cast for a brief period of time.
0: Robcast pandemic edition series. Currently known as Live with Bob and Kitty.
1: I was thinking back on some of our earlier episodes and how we were really responding to what was happening in the moment. Yeah. And how it must be weird for people to listen to them, you know. Oh, right. Later. Right, right. um, Like weeks later, because I feel like what we've been talking about is so current.
0: And yet, this moment is the knobs turned up.
1: Yes, and as Um, I'm saying that, I'm also realizing that what we're talking about as far as dealing with what's going on are actually tools that you... Yeah. This is how we navigate life.
0: Right, and when I hear you talk about anxiety or I hear you talk about grounding, that is timeless at some level.
1: Right, and Um, it just so happens that the current circumstances have sparked a desire to yeah. talk about this in depth and Absolutely. more frequently.
0: And uh, so, so I've been having ex- some experiences the past couple of weeks. I remember I sat down on the couch with you earlier this week and just made a couple observations and you instantly were like, oh, yeah, da-da-da-da, and what you said about deep knowing, I believe was one of the phrases you used. And we were like, oh, yeah. We should do an episode on that because that's in the air, but it's also true all the time. So let's do that,
1: right? And I think that because of everything that's going on, I know my own in my own brain. It feels like all these things that are normally connected, things I take for granted, it's like they've all been unplugged. Mm-hmm. And so there is like a, 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 a kind of a scrambling. I, I picture mm-hmm. like a scrambling in my. Neural pathways, <laughs> um, which you can use for your advantage. Like, like there are some things that we want to shed. There are some things that are habit or routine that get to be questioned during this time. Um, and I've, this topic that we wanted to talk about, I think, is one of those things. Um, like how you know... How, how, how do you find guidance? Yeah. Um, like, do we have an innate ability to know? Right. If we learn to listen and tune in. Um, and I do think one of the unique things that's happening right now that's causing us to ask this question is the who do we look to? to know who do we look to for security? Um, Even as far as the specifics of how are we to act now during this virus, now that the stay at home orders are being lifted and yet the virus is still there, it hasn't gone anywhere. um, It's like we have less um, authority from the outside telling us what to do and so it's making us turn inward. Yeah. Like we're having to make our own decisions about what we feel like is best for us and for society. Um,
0: because even the questions of authority, what, where does authority come from, are all being rattled right now. When in some ways authority figures let you down, which happens across the board. You send them to start asking questions about how we know, but that raises larger structural questions about authority, which, of course, we'll dive into Great. in the next few minutes. And this actually is something I've watched over the years. Uh, you have been such, for me, like a master teacher. So some of this, um, if in any way I can ask you the right questions to get at how what you, what you have become and learned, that will that will be make me very happy. Now I'd like to talk about authority structures, the hermeneutics of suspicion, the resurgence of intuition, and your high school English teacher.
1: Oh wow. I thought you were <laughs> going to say something like you know, Bob's big toe. <laughs> high school oh. English teacher. I guess that fits. <laughs> but there's always some like there's always some random one in there just to like
0: oh, you're calling spark me Spark some interest. I tell you what I'm going to talk about, and I give a list of things that don't appear to be related to each other with some random things thrown in.
1: Right. Well, and there's you're usually, one, there's usually ma- one that's like hermeneutic of, you know, whatever, because there's like this uh, you give this perception that you're, you're going to like dig into the scholarship.
0: <laughs> oh, now you're just. I'm kidding. You're flat out mocking me. Oh, that's the magic trick. The magic trick is all these different things. And at the end, you discover how they're all related. And you just exposed it.
1: No, it's great. <laughs> I was just thinking about some of the shows that you've done at Largo in the past, where you actually put it on... Like a whole list. Right, you put it on a slide yeah, for everybody to see. Same, last
0: year's tour did the And same there's thing.
1: usually something in there that relates back to... And I. Okay, I'm going to give it a better phrase. It relates back to the bass note. You, oh, you usually sure. put something in your outline that indicates that you have some bass notes in here. Like, Just
0: a nod. Mm-hmm.
1: Like you've done some reading, you've done some work, you're bringing up a, a good ancient word.
0: Uh, um, it's almost like, hey, there's some substance here, but we're going to have fun along the way. Right. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. You just completely exposed my magic trick. I'll tell you what it is. It's like I was—I'd like to try to pull a rabbit out of a hat. Kristen just came on stage before I did the trick, put the rabbit in the hat, and basically said to the audience, the rabbit's already in the hat. Then I come out, (laughs) think I'm doing a trick. That's what you just did to me. And I love it. It makes it even better. (laughs) We could go all day on this particular magic setup. But... Uh okay, so let me can I set it up with yeah, in let's regards get into to the it. workshops? Okay, so friends. Um, you know, I've been doing these workshops on communication, which are really about who you are and what you're doing in the world. Um and then be, well, because things got canceled and because obviously everything's changed, we moved them to Zoom. So um, I get to work with people on Zoom. And by the way, all the info, and if you want to register, all that's at my site. Um, but one of the things I've noticed again and again and again is how many people, when they get unstuck, when they have the breakthrough of what their next step is, and I'm like there with them observing, it's the participating, watching, it's like this amazing experience, time and time and time again, um, It's how many people are like, oh, I, I knew this, I know this. It's yeah. like the breakthrough step forward. Sometimes, oftentimes, people will say, "Oh, but, but I could actually do this."
1: Right. It's a revealing of what's already there. Yes. It's like somewhere deep inside of you, you already knew this, but it was all covered up by all these right limitations and different beliefs and
0: absolutely. I'm full aware of this. I'm fully aware of the setup. You're just signing up to like to do a th- session with Rob Bell, whatever, but. What keeps happening is we get into the session, and the you can almost see this thing that happens where the person's like, "Oh, the thing I need is outside of me." So how do I'll I do get this? There? How do I get it? How do I obtain it? How do I reach for it? How do I get to the space where it is?" And then there's the moment of like, uh, the transcendent epiphany- like... Oh, I'm going to say magic. A magic. <laughs> is a, I've told you it's like, a, it's like an endless series of, of magic tricks. Only the person is the magic. Um, is this realization that they actually know this and have known this. And I'll often say to the person, yeah, I'm just holding a mirror up. Um, we hold mirrors up to each other. All I, all I did was hold a mirror up to you so that you could see it. Because we need each other. We
1: right. deeply you can, need each you other. You can only imagine what you can imagine. Like,
0: right. like
1: we all have our, our limiting, I don't know, beliefs, or I even picture them like goggles. Like we mm-hmm. we go through life with these goggles that we thought we had to wear. And then someone will say like, you know, you don't have to wear you, those. You could like take those <laughs> off.
0: So um, I mean, that, so this week when I come in, to the room to tell you after doing another series of sessions with people, um, I start telling you, it's like everybody, it's like people know. You and I launched into this and you said, yes, of course, deep knowing. And you and I launched into this um, discussion about how we know what we know and how this moment is feeding in to this deep sense of knowing. And you um, immediately jumped on that thing I do about how uh, like in the Genesis poem, human beings bear the divine image that in this particular Bible creation explanation story, which is actually a poem, human beings are good before anything else. There's a deep goodness. Right. To being I actually a human think being. that's
1: everything.
0: And you I, I feel like I've watched You live like this. Um, You've been like a teacher to me. Um, And in this one particular tradition and in others, the human story doesn't begin with how broken or wrong or off.
1: Right, and we need need something to fix us.
0: Right, it begins. you, You bear a divine image. You have a spark. You
1: right. It's all there. There
0: is a that which is deepest within you, is good. Yes. And uh, I think about uh, there's this great line from Jesus: the the Christ in you, you and me, and I and you. Um, and the ancient sages talk about the Christ wisdom present in every human being, like that which is deepest within you is good, and that you have a Christ consciousness wisdom
1: present right. in you. I just think...
0: Accessible, available the whole time, which for many people is a brand new idea.
1: Right. I know. I, I feel like in the tradition that I grew up in, it was all about not trusting yourself, that we're... We're sinful, selfish. Um, so so the, mm. that's kind of the foundation that got laid down for me is like, be careful. You can't trust yourself. You can't trust your desires. You can't trust your guidance. Um, you need to look to authority for guidance. You need to, and, and the Bible was one of those authority pieces
0: and whoever happened to be interpreting it at the time.
1: Right, and I yeah. think it, taken even further, because I was a woman in the system um, and I was told that women don't have the abilities to teach or lead. Oh, That's been given man. to men. It even further eroded my, um, my ability to... To listen to my innermost being, to trust it, to uh, have this understanding that it's good and wise and true. And it's actually the only way for me to find my truth is to go within. Yeah, it's been it's been a real relearning process for me from what I started from who I feel like where I am now.
0: Because your deep knowing has been at the center. It's been in the space between us and has profoundly shaped what we've, where we've gone and who we've become and right. has and then it, shaped me.
1: And if I were to map it out in the beginning, I didn't trust it. I would, I would have these deep knowings about things... But I wouldn't say anything because I, I had the belief, well, I, I can't be right. Of course, I'm not right. Because I'm just, I'm deluded. I'm selfish. I'm scared. Um, God knows best. <laughs> um, Which just sounds like ridiculous. Right. Or even, or even the one, um, like, like the whole idea of holding up Jesus as the one who made the ultimate sacrifice. And we're to be like Jesus in our willingness to sacrifice what we want.
0: Uh, Ah, yeah.
1: Willingness to sacrifice even, I think, that inner guidance to, like, some higher authority. Oh, got it. It was like, it was, the water was very um, pervasive for me. Uh, And so it was a, a lot of. Unlearning. So if you want Re-learning.
0: it, if you want it, if you're, if you desire it, if it feels good, then you should probably hesitate because it's right. probably. And this, um, this is what I mean by hermeneutic of suspicion, a hermeneutic. Well, you know this, uh, of, um, but friends, the word hermeneutic. You know, I like the big technical words. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because some words just sound great. Yes. Well, you love
1: words, so tell us what hermeneutic is. A hermeneutic
0: is like an interpretation. Your hermeneutic is like how you read it or how you understand it. In some ways, a hermeneutic is like the pair of glasses you're wearing. And so uh, what you're describing is like a hermeneutic of suspicion. If you feel it, if you know it, if it's good, then you should probably be suspicious of it. Right. And I actually think there's a historic, and I swear I've talked about this, a number of times on the Robcast. But let's do it again, shall we? Um, side note, this doctrine called, the, uh, called original sin enters the, the Western, the bloodstream, the water of Western culture about 1,600 years ago, which essentially what people, the message people pick up is that we are not to be trusted. Right. That, that which is true about us is off, bad, sinful, um, what depraved, whatever, and so what this did, and this is not just religious. This is cultural. This is this cuts across sort of all dimensions of our experience. Is that for millions and millions of people, we're about sixteen hundred years in to this dominant idea that that which is deepest within you cannot be trusted because it's flawed and fallen, et cetera, and so you have um so many people who have it's like their inner being their deepest knowing has been shouting the truth to them for years and they don't know what to do with it and so you just sort of push it down which is why right now we're experiencing this great resurgence of this word intuition and i know you I've heard you speak so articulately about this. So many people for so many years saw something and were like, that's not sustainable. That doesn't work. That's not going to get us where we want to go, but didn't say anything. And then it turns out it wasn't sustainable and it didn't work. You know what I mean? And are now like, wait a second. I saw this coming and didn't speak up. Okay, now I'm going to speak up.
1: Right. And that's been part of my learning process is over and over again, I saw something, didn't say it, then we got into something that Did then we ever ended up being quite painful. <laughs> yes. And and I was like, oh wait, if I had listened to myself, or if I, I, I don't even want to say myself, I don't it's so hard to find the language for yeah, it. Right. Uh, it's intuition, it's heart, it's true self, it's trust inner voice.
0: I've heard you say that trust. Yeah, And a lot of times you and I, you, you said something, but then you and I were like, ah, uh, yeah, but there's so many good things in favor of something that we just kept. And then later when the thing blew up in our faces, I say to you, you said something about yeah. this. And you're like, I did. And then we like went back, retraced our steps. And we're like, if we had to listen to that thing, instead of, dismiss- instead of dismissing it as a small voice in the corner, if we had given it its proper hearing, right, it, a- it actually had something to say, but we were like, the other voices around us right? were so much louder.
1: Right, which doesn't mean that it's like always the way and always the, the thing we should do, but, it, but like you said, bringing it into our decision-making, into our discussion as a valid way of knowing something.
0: Yes, deep knowing. It's like you're learning to listen that sometimes what appears as like a whisper or a nudge or a voice in the corner is actually the Christ wisdom that's been yours all along. And you're, you're, you're getting better and better at pausing and giving it its full hearing because who knows um, what it may have to say, what it may save you, or how it may guide you
1: right, and I do think that all of this starts with trusting in our original goodness,
0: yeah, as a
1: place that we can always return to like we add we add so many limiting beliefs and um, ways ways we cut ourselves off or ways we limit ourselves, but we're always invited to return. Like the wisdom is always there if we quiet and listen and return to that idea of my heart knows. Like there's something in me that knows. Like I can, I can trust this. And then I think what happens over time is the more you start trusting it mm-hmm. and it is a reliable guide, then the more you start trusting it. Right. Right. You start building up evidence. That's what's happening. That to you increases and I. yeah. Increases your ability to trust.
0: Yeah. And I think about how you and I move so much slower than we used to in the sense of listening for alignment. Remember that one time when Jonas was like, I do not everything has to be totally lined up mm-hmm. or um, or I don't do it.
1: Right, I don't engage in a project unless I feel like I have alignment. Right, I remember that was a new. And you and I were like, "Oh, yeah, that's us. what we've been doing. We've been new listening,
0: for, listening for alignment." Right. Yeah, yeah, and everything has to be aligned, or we do not take one step forward. So it's oddly enough, you're moving a half step slower, but then when you do move, it's like a rocket. Right. Because you're like, oh yeah, this this is the next step. And so then you don't have all those little wobbles and hesitations. You're like, no, no, we listened for the deep knowing um, and let's do this. Right. And then you just move forward like, yeah, that's what we're doing. And if it is a complete mess, well, uh, then we're fine. We'll figure it out. We'll learn.
1: So going back to the people that you're working with, do you feel like that's... What do you feel like your role is in this process?
0: Oh, well, uh, a, couple, a couple things. Because when you see something happen like hundreds and hundreds of times in a row, you obviously develop like some pattern recognition. Like, oh, there are a couple of themes here. One of the huge things is oftentimes somebody has a voice on their shoulder mm-hmm. that has told them how it should be done. So, somebody told them that the book, that a book needs to have X and Y. Mm-hmm. Um, or somebody told them, no, you have to, there's a way that's done. So, one of the f- first things I do with, is we're just looking for what's the voice on their shoulder. And then we just gently um, watch it, just, just invite them to, to take that voice off their shoulder. So, an example would be, I know you were told that a book, oh, here's a let me, practical example. I know somebody told you that a book has to have so many thousand words, mm-hmm. um, but how do you write a book? What does, that's the question here. Right. Um, what does your book want to be? And so I know your friend said this, and I know some editor somewhere told you this, um, but you're making something. So how do you write a book? And what's interesting is I'll sometimes invite people to sit for a second, take a deep breath. Um, I'll, I'll say something like, can you find it on the top of your heart? It's almost like just sinking down below that chattered brain that's just revving, that monkey mind that's just got all these different people's voices. And And one of the things I've noticed is just helping people even physically think about like, um, what do you, what would you call it, or or how long do you sense it is, or where does your new thing you're making start? And um, pretty much every time people can find, they can find it. It's That's really absolutely astounding to watch.
1: Right. It's really interesting what you're describing as a, a a shift from external to internal.
0: Absolutely. Oh, well said.
1: So even in the very beginning when you were saying we have the sense that what we want is out there. Right, right. How can I get there? Teach me the steps uh-huh. to get the thing I want instead of, oh, it's actually about turning it from external to internal Yeah. and learning to find it. Right. Which is, um, it's hard to put language to. It's almost like... It's an experience that yeah. you have. And then once you feel what that experience feels like, you can apply it to other areas.
0: Absolutely. So I'll literally somebody is, uh, they run a company and everybody's told them this is how you run a company. And we will just say like, well, what's it like to work at your company? The person, because they, they've got a thousand messages that have come to them from this is how. But right, a moment right. Just,
1: So-and-so thinks our company yeah, right, right, is. Right, right, right,
0: right. Right.
1: Whatever, fill in the blank.
0: And I, I cannot tell you how many people I've. Um, business, art, activism. Well, what's it like to be a part of your movement? And the person can instantly go, oh, uh, this, this, this. Yeah. Do you notice how you found that? Um,
1: right. And I'm even hearing you help people tune in to how something feels.
0: Absolutely. And
1: feeling can be a language of its own.
0: Right, right, um, right. And for so many people, obviously, we're taught not to trust, don't trust your feelings, it's only about facts. But your, uh, f- technically it's called phenomenology, but the actual data of phenomenon and experience is a real thing. So if everybody who works at your company um, reports having a miserable experience. That's, a, that's just a feeling? No, that's like a real thing. So part of deep knowing, which I've seen from you, is all these different dimensions of your being have elements or aspects or dimensions of truth. So that, that feeling you get is real in the same way that the data about that um, they 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 each are different expressions of truths, and you're learning how to trust right. them and well, listen was, to them. I was going to say ways. it's an
1: expanding of the definition of data. Yeah, because I yes. actually think that I have collected a lot of data over the years of what when I go inward and I allow that
0: yes. feeling
1: to guide. It's actually a much better guide than looking to everybody around me to see what everybody else is doing or what everybody else is right, saying right? or what the experts are saying. Sometimes what the experts are saying and what I'm feeling might be different. And I've had an, I've had enough data collection now that I'm going to, I'm going to trust my feeling, Yeah. which doesn't mean that it's right. A hundred percent of the time. I think that's part of, the wisdom of how you hold it. You hold it kind of in a, yeah. a surrendering kind of way.
0: Right, right, um, right. Right, you hold, it, it's, it's, you hold it loosely, but you're also fully in and you're fully present. So it's a looseness that is fused to a conviction and a presence and a grounding
1: yeah and maybe the thing that you gain um, experience in is is what it feels like what it feels like when you're on the right path.
0: yeah yeah yeah. well said. Yeah Over time, you build up these stories and these events that begin to to patterns begin to emerge about how it looks for you to make your way in the world with vitality and joy even. Yeah, And, and that becomes its own data stream.
1: Yeah, and I loved um, when I got to come to the two days when they were here in Los Angeles. Back
0: when people went places. Right, remember Back places. Back when we were in rooms with people. <laughs> remember, remember places? I kind
1: of remember places.
0: People got on airplanes and went right. to other cities.
1: And remember how, yeah. how how much life there was in that room
0: oh, when yeah. people
1: were getting unstuck. Yeah. Um, and it felt like over and over you got to watch the process, which was so helpful to like visually see it.
0: Yeah, the repetition.
1: Yeah. Um, over and over the process of somebody shedding what they were handed.
0: Yes. Yes, and exactly.
1: Tuning in and finding that they know the way. Like, like for these specific two days, people were coming with a project or yeah. with a, maybe even yeah. something vaguer, more vague. I don't know if vaguer is a word. I love
0: vaguer, <laughs> which is this, this same setup now. Yeah, it's the same thing now. Um,
1: but um, but watching. Watching them realize that they already had the guidance for this thing.
0: Yes, 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 yes. yes.
1: It was very exciting and empowering because it's really fun to watch somebody um, be who they're meant to be in the world. Like, I know that was really inspiring to me, but it was also... Just recollecting data about how this actually works.
0: Yes, because what you saw again and again, which is what I see, I mean, I swear it happens ev- almost every single time, is when the person realizes what the next step is and, it be- and they get the clarity that they've been seeking, it's, n- it's never like, and now I have to learn Russian and move to Sarasota, maybe in a unique case but i'm saying it's not like some completely unfamiliar exceedingly difficult impossible thing that i guess now is just it's generally some continuing of their own evolution that's been unfolding for a long time you know what i mean there's like an arc or trajectory and now it's going to have a new kind of risk or a, there's it's in a new space or it's but one of the things, the revelation for so many people is, oh, I, I could do this. Of course, I've got a little tremble. I got a little nerves. I got a little. But it's the oh, I've been, I know how to do this.
1: Right, it's and, in me. Or actually, I thought I was going to be asked to do something that was going to be painful, right. or I had to right. sacrifice, right. or I right. had to like, right. like give up all my money, or yeah. Uh,
0: and that may be involved, but it'll be within a far larger flow, as you would say.
1: Well, I think it goes back to those, uh, that hermeneutic of, what is it?
0: Suspicion. Suspicion. Would you like to see my... Uh, well, your
1: writing is hard to read anyway, but upside down, it's really hard.
0: I can hold it up for you. <laughs> that is some serious chicken scratch right there. Yes.
1: I think if other people are like me, there's like this, there can be this leftover thing of the path is supposed to be hard. If it's oh, like, yeah. if, if if it's, um, if it's going to be meaningful, if I am going to be valuable, if I am going to like do what I'm supposed to do in the world, it's going to be hard and I'm going to come to this place where it's like, I have to make a decision and like, am, do I have what it takes? So
0: heavy. Oh.
1: Yeah. And what I saw in the two day and what I've experienced in my own life since I've been able to shed a lot of that is that's actually not how it works. Yeah. Like you usually get invited into something and there's joy in the next step. Yeah. And if there is sacrifice, there's some sort of love yeah. or desire right. Right. or right. 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 um, thing that's pulling you that's so much greater Yeah. Than anything you might be leaving behind. So
0: true. The difficulty, the cost, and the struggle are taking place within this larger sphere of joy, clarity, um, satisfaction, and you can deal with it. That's what you and I have learned again and again all the difficult stuff that came our way. Like, you can do it.
1: Right. There's something. There'll be, an, yeah. Of There's something that we loved more. Yeah. Yeah. There was some greater love or greater um, desire that made
0: you can get, that yeah. made
1: the sacrifices yeah. not seem that like it. much. Yeah. It's
0: just it's part of it. Of course it'll be difficult. Yeah. You're, you're like, you're, you're not like thrown off by the struggle. You're like, oh yeah, of course. You just, yeah. Uh-huh. It's part of it. But it's not the dominant narrative. The narrative is, yeah, but. We're going after something, right. we're following something, we're listening to something. Right. By the way, and, and obviously there's a, you can see for so many people, if it gets a religious layer added to it, um, especially in Western culture where the sort of, war, some of the warped interpretations of the Jesus story gain so much traction where Jesus died on the cross. So if, if you're not suffering, then pr- then there's suspicion, you know what I mean? Which is fascinating because there's actually a line in the book of Hebrews that Jesus on the cross, he, he, he goes to the cross because of the joy set before him.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Literally the writer frames this act of being executed as an enemy of the state for standing up for against the injustice of the day, wow. which is why he's executed. He's executed because he threatens an industrial military religious complex that had marginalized the poor and had kept power in the hands of just a few very wealthy people. Sound familiar? Um, but what the writer of Hebrew says is for the joy set before him.
1: Yeah, I had no idea that yeah, was so, there.
0: So whenever, because I've had people say this um, over the years. Yeah, what you're sounding. I mean, what about you know the cross? What about the cost? And I always just well, if you're if you actually have a if your question has a religious agenda to it of yeah, but what about the Jesus story? Some of the first interpreters of the Jesus story were very careful to frame this as you have something you're here to do. It fills you with a sense of you know, mission, calling, purpose, joy. And of course, um, there could be all sorts of pain
1: Right, and, and in suffering. many ways, this goes back to that foundational piece about. Do we believe that at our core we're good uh,
0: the, it does the because, story Ugh.
1: because some of that sacrifice is because I think subconsciously we're trying to prove our our goodness our worthiness are <sighs> like
0: thank you Kristen Bell right
1: are we okay does does sacrifice make us okay
0: right when you can choose to live in a story that begins with goodness and blessing. There's nothing to earn here. Right. There's nothing to prove here. You don't get points for any of this.
1: Right. You're not more loved. You're not more right. valued in whatever system you're in Right. And for every the more system, you sacrifice.
0: And every system will have its list, spoken or unspoken. So there's the business version, first person in the parking lot in the morning, Right. last person to leave, whoever does the 90-hour weeks. There's obviously the religious version. There's the family Would loyalty. You, okay, oh. that,
1: the business one I just remembered, it's fascinating because I remember um, a friend from the Netherlands was saying that there in the business world, it was like a competition as to who could spend the least amount of time <laughs>
0: yes.
1: in the office because that, that meant you were more efficient. Right, right, right. So it was like an efficiency right. competition that right. was different than our, right. like...
0: If you're having to spend so much time in the office, why are you so bad at your... If you're having to work all those long extra hours and be away from your family and you're cutting short vacation, why are you so bad at your job?
1: Right, which just <laughs> makes it a little funny because it's like, yeah, it depends...
0: It's a hermeneutic. <laughs> if it's a how competition,
1: it? it's, yeah, how... It's so Right, what lens determined. are you wearing? Yeah, it's what determined lens are you wearing? by your interpretation. <laughs>
0: But like, for so many people the breakthrough you can choose to tell a different creation story. Like you have this power. You can tell a creation story in which things begin with goodness. And of course, things can go off the rails. Of course, we can all cause all, all sorts of harm and disruption and, dis- and destruction. Yes, that's, that's actually fairly, I don't know anybody who's fuzzy on that part. It's where does your story begin? Does it? Begin- but and it's
1: also the returning. Where do you return to? Like when yes. things get quiet, when things get safe and calm, and you go to that core. Do you go to goodness? Yeah, because I. Seriously,
0: I, that's so good, right there.
1: I think we all do. When when you remove the the stress, the trauma, the um. The way there's definitely ways we act out of our our um, our pain and our I want to say brokenness, but I don't actually want to use that word because yeah. I think at our core we're not broken. Right, it's just right. that we've experienced things that have caused pain, and it affects the way we behave yeah. in the world. But yeah, but if you but if you go to that calm, safe, centered place. The core is goodness.
0: That's so well said. That's so well said. I was thinking about this thing that happened with you and I earlier this week about a project I'm working on. And you just like, it was like we were, it's almost like you created the space where I could get quiet. And I remember you saying to me, because you were sitting there and I was sitting there and you were like, you have the power here. You're fine. Mm. Um. You can proceed however you want, Um, but you took me, you made this thing. We'll see where it's gonna go, what kind of life it's going to have in the world. Um, And and, um, you did something along the lines of you don't have to swing at the first pitch. Oh, you said to me, this isn't your only shot with this, this project that I have that has an opportunity before it. You just pulled it all back to um, look what you got to make. What a lovely experience. You know what I mean? Right. Like a calm, Which good- now,
1: in, in the context of this conversation, um, I was holding up a mirror to you to yeah. show you that you had placed something outside of yourself that you were reaching towards.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: When you actually had everything. I got you. it all.
0: I got everything I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what happens all day long now. I get to hold up these mirrors and... Oftentimes with people, they go, oh, wait, I have everything I need for the next step. I know you do.
1: I know. I know.
0: Isn't that great?
1: And it's so interesting how we need each other in this mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you do this for me as well, um, because I think you can only imagine what you, you can imagine. or you, you sometimes don't even see your limiting beliefs or recognize the voices. Yeah, um, that have gotten yeah. in there. Yeah, and so we need each other to like. Yeah, shine a light so that then we can have more choice in the matter.
0: Right, 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 right. Um, I did say I was going to talk about an English teacher. Yeah. Um, because you had had this really interesting thing you said earlier this week about authority and how we are watching. I mean, we have watched lots of authority structures fail over the past, uh, let's just say decade or so. Um, what people look to, I mean, we could say 25 years, we could say since the 60s, who, um, but just this growing sense that a number of the authority structures don't work like they used to. Um, and I was thinking for many people, and obviously in times of disruption, there's always an invitation to regress or to move forward. Um, when you're disoriented, you can easily then try to go back to an earlier state when it was more clean cut and you had some security, or you allow the disorientation to break you open so you can move to greater freedom and joy. Um, it's like these, 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 all these invitations lurking. And you can see right now, I mean, obviously historically, When there were great disruptions, even in nations, those nations during like economic crises or natural disasters, um, you can see in history how that makes a people very vulnerable to fascism or totalitarian or authoritarianism, a strong hand who comes in and says, I'll fix the economy. I'm just going to take your human rights. I'm going to take your privacy. I'm going to take... Um, I'm going to silence all dissent. You know, you can see where... So you can see right now... it
1: feels like a solution to the fear.
0: Right. Yeah. So you can see right now this uh, globally and then within different nations, this pandemic crisis makes people very... Anybody who can come and offer a way forward can get away with all sorts of other things if they can do that. So people are extremely vulnerable to authoritarianism right now um but also in all of this wobbly uncertainty is the chance to go to whole new levels of courage and maturity Um, and obviously what's true politically is true personally because the politics is just an amplified version magnified micro version of a macro version of a micro how we each are but um there's this interesting movement. I'm going to get biblical on you again. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we saw this. As
1: funny.
0: <laughs> Liam Gallagher, biblical. Um, there's this thing that happens with Torah in the opening of the Bible where Moses is given like Ten Commandments. But what he says is essentially, I wish everybody could, would lead. The people keep wanting me to go up the mountain, but almost, it's almost like he's like, I just wish everybody would see themselves. He's not trying, he's not, the setup where there's this one person who is the authority person who gets the message, um, there's this like angst on behalf of Moses, the great leader, because he even says at one point, I just wish they'd all prophesy, which he essentially says, why do I have to be the leader? Why can't everybody lead? And that's actually the thing hidden in the book of Exodus is a nation of priests.
1: Right, which is actually beautiful in a leader because then they're not, in it for the wrong reasons. Right. They're so not in, s- in it for the power. Because
0: in some senses, you have to have a reluctant leader. And, yeah. a, and a reluctant leader who says, okay, I'll step up and do this, but that elevates me in a way that by default lowers everybody else. Right. So what he's actually going, okay, I'll go up on the mountain, get the Ten Commandments, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, these, these stories are particular because they're universal. Um, but the real thing here would be if everybody could receive it. And that was always the thing, is everybody steps up. So that's actually how a leader serves, is they are constantly empowering everybody else. That's what you do. So you can think about authority structures. Oh, and then you have like the, uh, the prophet Joel talks about there'll come a day when spirit is poured out on everyone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you think about so many people were raised in these authority structures where that's the person who knows all the stuff. Right. And they give me the information.
1: Yeah, or they give me comfort. They
0: give me comfort. Um, and, but what that Security. does is keep the structure firmly intact. Right. Which is they're up here with the, the magic, the silver bullet, the expertise, the knowledge. And we obviously need experts, and we need people who know more than us. Dr. Fauci, shout mm-hmm. out. So the, we ha- the Fauci factor... I like that. <laughs> There's always a Fauci factor. when we, I, Like, I don't, I don't know anything about cars, so I have to take our cars in and somebody Right, tells I me.
1: wouldn't want to do all the work that he's done in order exactly. to know what he knows. And
0: that's his role. Yeah. Um, same with the person who fixed the cars, same with... So there is authority at that level. If some people have information, we don't. Thank God, thank you. But, but there is, at another dimension of the human experience, each of us, coming to find it within ourselves, right? coming to discover spirit will be poured out on everybody, um, that each of us are learning to trust the divine presence within each of us, right? spirit guiding each of us. So you think about your high school English teacher who assigned you these readings, and then you had to write essays about the scarlet letter or about... Think of all the classic To Kill a Mockingbird. Right,
1: Lord of the Flies.
0: Lord of the Flies. You would read this classic literature. You read Jane Austen for the first time. Um, You read Walt Whitman. And there was this teacher who knew tons of stuff about literature. And then you went into the class, and they showed you how to read classic literature. And then you interacted with it. And so they were the expert, they were the teacher, they were the authority, but the, the actual game was that you would grow in your ability to read literature and have it move you and have it illuminate the human condition mm-hmm. and it would give depth and meaning to your own experience reading about the experiences of others. So what the authority does in some ways hold a mirror up so that you can then go do it. That's actually the master teacher isn't content to be your teacher. The master teacher is here so that you would learn to do what they do. Uh, So they're like almost like a developmental stage for you. You can't believe, wow, how do you do that? And then you follow them around and you watch them do it and then maybe they give you a chance to do it with them and then you do it and they sort of back you up and then eventually you do it and you don't need them like you once did. Right. The actual authority structures, uh, some are static and they work to keep themselves firmly with their hand on the wheel and the power in their hands, and then you simply submit to the authority structure. Um, But then there's a whole other way to think about authority, which is this person is going to help me do what they do. And I am actually learning. myself, the wisdom,
1: the clarity, the guidance.
0: Right, and you think about um, how many people in regards to the deep streams of life, spirit, the divine co-creating a new world together were raised came up through tribes that kept the institution and the power structure firmly intact that's authority you don't have it just submit vote right um and uh you can see right now what's happening is a number of people are realizing oh wait i could i i i know how to do that i could do that i could i know how to listen to that voice I could have organized this pandemic response better than that. Right. Um, I think you're seeing a massive, massive... The people are, are no longer standing at the foot of the mountain saying, Moses, you go up the mountain because we go up. We're terrified and we'll be consumed by the holy fire. People are going, well, but let's just all go up the mountain together.
1: Yeah, there's a shifting of power yes. that's happening.
0: Yes. It's a massive shift. And it goes back to a goodness that resides within each of us. Maybe I could actually get involved in that and help make a difference.
1: Right. Maybe I do have everything I need. Yeah. Maybe what I need isn't outside
0: right. somewhere. right?
1: Maybe I don't need to ask everyone else what they think.
0: And their permission. Or, yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking I should do a, an episode called Quote Yourself. Yeah. Which is about uh almost like an insatiable need. Um especially seems like in certain social media platforms, although I'm not on them, so how do you even know that? Oh, just people like quoting. Like so and so says, um, and I, I have this thing brewing it, quote yourself. But yeah, but what's your been your experience? What have you learned? I know that person said that wonderful thing that you love, but probably the reason why you love that quote is because it resonated with something within you. Yeah, It affirms something about own. So just tell us about your experience. Um, quotes, quotes are lovely. Uh, love it. I love right. a good quote. They, I love they, good books. I love it. But if it keeps, that's the person who knows about this stuff and I'm the person who quotes them, the real gift of this person is they showed you something in that lovely quote you like about you and about right. your I do, experience. I
1: do know from my own experience that quotes can be sort of training wheels. Yes, exactly. Like you're, you're testing out your voice. Yes. You're like, oh, listen to this thing that really moved me. But right. then the next evolution is- Thank you. finding, creating it, finding yeah. it within yourself. Yeah. How would you say it? How, how would you talk about your experience?
0: The reason you resonated with what that person said, authority figure, teacher, writer, boss, meant whatever, is because something within you went, oh, ooh, something within you resonated with what they said. So yeah, what is and, that?
1: And chances are, if you resonated with it, other Others. people resonate with it. And maybe putting it into your words is what they need to connect to it.
0: Oh, you wrapped that up beautifully. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think I'm going to do a whole thing on that in the future because that feels like a big thing that's happening is... um, And you think about even this experience we're all going through and everybody realizing, wait, these things may continue to happen in the new world we find ourselves in. So being prepared and being ready and all that will require a level of engagement that we haven't had before. So... Uh, I mean, you and know, I've talked about this, just the overall level of people waking up to their own power and ability and voice and calling. Um, and I'm seeing it like every day with these people that I'm interacting with, like just another round of people going, oh, like some activation is in the air. Like, what was I doing? So-and-so told me, I was taught, do this job because it's secure and you'll always have, you know what I mean? Right. You'll always be financially secure and that's not actually true. So I might as well do something I love.
1: Right, right. And part of me is dying in the process. Yes, yes. So what does it mean for me to be fully alive?
0: <sighs> uh, we're yeah. seeing something spirit poured out on everybody. Um, yeah. I love that image. It's what it is, a 3,000 year old image. In, in what you say in the in the in those days, um, which was a radical idea at that time. In those days, in those future days, the spirit will be poured out. Young men and young women will prop like it's this beautiful prophetic meaning, true for all people in all places, rising up where everybody realizes, wait, we have what we need, we we got this, we can do this, we can trust I love
1: it. I love the image of Moses being like really pleased. (laughs) Like, you guys are getting it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is
1: the vision I had a long time ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's this great line in Hebrews. You did not come to a mountain that's trembling with its holy fire. Like this whole lot. You didn't come to a mountain that you can't go up because you'll get zapped. Because who are you to do this? Goodness, I should do an episode on that. But you've come to a mountain with thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. I'm just remembering it now. But it's like, no, there's a new kind of mountain, and it's not a mountain where you stand at a distance going, they're the authority, not me. You've come to a mountain where you're invited to embrace
1: the divine voice
0: within you you've had the whole time.
1: We're part of a movement that has been going on for a long time of (sighs) where the power is, Yeah.
0: I was just telling you, I didn't know what I was going to do next on the Robcast. Well, it sounds like next. you had a
1: number of ideas.
0: I did. <laughs> okay, so I'll do those later. I'm so glad we did this one.
1: Yeah, this is great.
0: Deep knowing. I think we should call it deep knowing. It feels like the, the knowing deeper than what you know because everybody told you. Right. The knowing that comes up from within. Yeah. Yeah, this is the great invitation. It's always been the invitation, but now...
1: To trust more your, than ever, trust your goodness.
0: Yes, I love it how you say that. I love hearing you say that. Well, I've been—I've l- loved hearing you saying that for like twenty-five years. So I love hearing you say it
1: in today. the mic. <laughs> in the <laughs>
0: mic for everybody else, Robcast friends. This has been so great.
1: Yes, it has.
0: Oh yeah, and by the way, I think I maybe already said this. If you want to register for one of the something to say sessions, all that info is at my site, and uh, you know. Get you unstuck and on your way. Grace and peace and love.
1: To all of you, goodbye. (laughs)